three, two, one. You are now listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. What's up? This is Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage here in Fort Myers. Welcome to an episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. Today, I got a friend of mine, coaches basketball at a local high school, Bishop Rowe High School, where my wife also works, Coach Matt Herding. What's up, Coach? How you doing? Uh, doing good, Tim. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to do the show. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it, dude. And you, uh, you know, we've known each other for a long time. My wife works here and got a lot of mutual friends through Vero and everything else. And you, sir, just hit a milestone in basketball with coaching, right? I did. I did. I coached my 600th game as the head coach of the Bishop Vero Vikings. So, so that's a, it, seems, it seems strange because in my head, I'm still about 15 years old myself. <laughs> I've been coaching 600 games at, here at Vro and overall, so now it's 602 because we had two games since then. And then I coached in Texas, what, 91. So I got, I'll coach my 700th game as a head coach here in a couple weeks. I think I got Dang five man. or whatever. So I'm at 700 as a head coach. 600 at Vero. Well, let's get into um, the journey. Because, dude, you, like, uh, you know, uh, being kind of an outsider and just watching you over the years, like, you're a massively successful coach. And I've seen for – I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, dude, herding is a Bishop Vero animal, dude. Your school spirit's through the roof. Uh, you're involved with everything they, those kids do there. And you're an amazing coach with a successful program. Um, hats off, man. You've done an amazing job for real. Well, well, thanks. Like, you know, when I came here, I never thought I'd, you know, I thought it maybe a couple of years. Fort Myers is really pretty city, you know, but I had a couple of years and I really am lucky. I really found my niche, you know, or niche, however you want to say it. I, you know, I found somewhere where I fit in and I, I belong and I get, I tell people all the time, I get so much love from uh, the rural community. And, uh, and when you show up every day, your favorite thing to do is go to work. You're a lucky guy. And I, I never take sick days, none of that. I always, like I said, I'm always uh, happy to come in and it's fun. Like, you know, when your job is running a pep rally or a bonfire or karaoke night or the booster club or whatever, teaching health class, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Wearing your fur coat. Yeah. Wearing my fur coat. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. looking good out around town, uh, you know, dressing sharp. So that's good. Um, well, dude, let's get into your, um, you mentioned Texas and stuff. So this would be something I don't know about either, but let's, um, when did your coaching journey start? Sounds like in Texas. Yeah, I was, a, when I was a kid in South Dakota, my dad was a coach at my high school and I grew up in a small town, Canton, South Dakota, shout out to those guys. But I grew up in a small town there and, uh, you know, it was, winters were super cold and there was nothing to do. And I guess it's like, I was kind of romanticized those cold, dark nights, you hear the shoes speaking in the gym and, and all that. It kind of always attracted me. And I all those long, cold bus rides with my dad. Uh, you know, I was kind of knew what I wanted to do. So out of college, I got, oh, I didn't, you know, went to a job fair in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and got offered a job one week removed to teach uh, English, because my undergrads in English to teach English in Harlingen, Texas, way in the southern tip down by Brownsville. 
I said, well, I want to coach basketball. And the principal said, hey, we have a legendary high school coach, Collins. I called up this guy, Carl Owens. And I said, hey, I'm going to move down and teach some English, but I'll only do it if I coach basketball. I'd never met Carl. Carl said, well, let me tell you what. I screwed up and hired an idiot. He's my assistant right now. You come down. With Val there. He said, you come down and volunteer for a year. I'll run him off. And you can have his job. So I said, okay. So I moved from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, down to right outside of Brownsville, Texas, in Harlingen, and volunteer coached a year with him. Then he fired the guy and gave me his job. And I was an assistant coach there. Uh, four years under Carl Owens, who has over 850 career wins. He's a Texas legend. Uh, he actually flew out here a couple of years ago to spend a, a week with me and watch our team. And that, that was real special. But uh, and then after four years with him, uh, prep school down there, right outside of Harlingen called Marine Military Academy. They wanted to make it the Oak Hill of the West, they called it. And they hired me to come in. I was 26 and came in and took over that program. And I was the head coach there three years went 73 and 18, had about a dozen division one players, uh, you know, scholarship players. We played, you know, we play at Oak Hill, played in Vegas, played in New York, played in North Carolina, played all over Texas, Louisiana, you know, and so I did that for, for three years and then came to Burrow. So what, what, year, what year did you start coach? When, when did you make that move to uh, Texas? Uh, I moved to Texas to take that assistant coach job and be the 92, 93 school okay. year. So and you were just out of co- you were just out of college, right? Just out of college, yeah. And how did you end up? Oh, by the way, for anyone watching this, uh, if you can't tell, coach is at school, and uh, you know you may hear a bell or a, a, a intercom or some kid probably run in and bother him or something. So, no big deal, coach. Um, with how did you end up at Vero? Well, it was interesting. We lived on the border, and and I liked it down there. I loved it. The best people. Oh, you know, it was. You know, uh, seven years down there, a little over seven years. Both my kids were born down there in Harlingen. And I really liked it. But, uh, you know, when I was at Marine Military, you know, a job like that, you, you, you're, you're coaching about 5% and putting out fires about 95%, you know, because you got a lot of guys, it's all boys military boarding school, and you have guys come in. A lot of guys, you know, might not like that regiment, or other kids might, you know, struggle with this or that. And, you know, it was, it was and it was really hard. And I decided, you know, I wanted to do somewhere I could just focus on coaching a basketball team, not necessarily, you know, having to round up guys from all over the country. I love those guys, great teams, great people in that, but it was hard because you almost had to kind of recruit guys in there, you know, and it was, it was hard to get them to go there. And uh, so I wanted to go somewhere, a nice place to raise my family, uh, somewhere, you know, in a part of the country where I would like to live that would have things that like, interest me like fishing or, you know, things like that. And, uh, and my wife too, kind of, she, you know, was from Wisconsin, but she'd been, uh, you know, down there teaching seven years, was kind of ready for us to maybe look elsewhere. And uh, I actually came here, drove here. I drove and I interviewed at Lake Charles Catholic in, and I mean, uh, what's it called? St. Charles Catholic in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. And then I interviewed Pensacola Catholic. Then I interviewed here. I wasn't necessarily looking for a Catholic school. That's just what opened up. So I drove here. Sight unseen, interviewed. They called me back, offered me the job, and I took it. Gotcha. Well, so when you said you were talking about coaching earlier, like the romanticizing about the squeaky shoes and stuff um, in the gym at night, what what else really made you get into coaching? Well, I, I think like me as a kid, you know, poor kid, growing up in rural South Dakota, you know, 
those all those coaches looked out for me so much when I was a kid. You know, I hung around the high school constantly. I, I don't care what the sport was, I hung around. And nothing else to do, and we didn't have any much money or anything. And uh, they would always, you know, make sure I had stuff to do. They'd give me old crap they were throwing away, like an old discus. I'd screw around out there, and it was an elementary school, <laughs> throw the discus out there on the track, you know, with the track and field guys, just anything. And I don't know, those guys always, I really looked up to not only my dad, of course, but all those guys really, you know, were special to me. And then when I, I was captain of my college football team, and I played for a legendary guy in South Dakota, Bob Young, one of the all-time winningest coaches. And, uh, you know, I was a guy, I had, you know, this is 80s, you know, I had the long flowing mane. Like I thought I was in like yeah. a air band. The, did you have business in the front, party in the back? And the earring and all this. And I was captain of the football team and I wanted to coach. And Bob is a really good guy. And he called me in and said, Matt, you're a good guy and a smart guy and a hard worker. I think you'd be a great coach but you need to get like some normal clothes, cut your hair and get rid of that earring or nobody will ever hire you. Where you thought, going from? Oh yeah, well, guess what? I went out the next day, old coach Young was right. I cut my hair, got rid of the earring, got some like normal clothes and, uh, and you know, went on from there. Were you going for the Bosworth look or what'd you have going? Yeah, no, I was more like a Vince Neal kind of guy. I was a big Motley Crue fan. Oh, you you just had straight long, you just had straight long hair, not the mullet. No, no, no. Just the flowing, the flowing mane. (laughs) It looked really good. I I need to get a picture from somebody to add to this. I think, I think I got like one of my old college football pictures, but anyway, so Bob Young, it was another guy, football coach. So it had a huge influence on me being a coach. I really looked up to him and the influence he had on everybody. And, uh, you know, and just, I don't know, he always treated me great, even when I was kind of a, you know, like a lot of kids that age, misguided a little with the long hair and, you know, thought all those old guys didn't know what they were talking about. And, you know, he still kind of hung in there and kind of got me on the right path to, to get into coaching. And he's still alive. He actually vacations every year down here uh, and in the landings. So I see him, usually his wife just died, but usually comes down, I see him in, in, every year in January for a little bit, which is really special. Well, it's, it's cool you mentioned that because, like, one thing I've noticed, that we got a lot of mutual friends as well here. Southwest Florida is, like, the uh, biggest small town ever, right? Like we, Yeah, right. You, you all run into everybody. And um, I've noticed over the years you have quite – and it reminds me of, like, Saban and Belichick and those guys. Like, you've got a legit coaching tree going here. And it, it seems like uh, – uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, you're becoming – those coaches, you know, that got you into coaching, right? Those, those mentor type figures, would you agree or? It's, yeah, it's funny. Like I said, I, I look back, like when I met Carl Owens, you know, down in Texas, he's, you know, you know, like such an old guy, but he was, you know, probably 47 or 48 when I went to work for him, which is younger than I am now, you know, or like Bob Young was probably my age when he was my college coach. Now I've kind of, you're right, kind of evolved into one of those guys, or at least I hope a little bit. Uh, of one of those guys and uh you know and, and when I first came here and started working at Vero and all that I just I was lucky to get a lot of really good people coming in to work under me or work with me or however you're supposed to say it you know uh to work <laughs> with me I don't want to offend anybody like yeah you know, like, you're fine well, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't act like I was in charge of them which I was but you know you can't act like that so anyway yeah. it's great getting that like you know the first guys that came in you know were the Coleman's and they were with me and I got a funny story about Greg Jr. You know, they were with me about seven years, you know. And, uh, you know, Scott was with me a couple of years, Guttery, and Garrett Copeland was with me, you know, probably eight or nine years. And then you go, uh, 
you know, Zach Ward played for me and was one of my coaches for about four or five years. Uh, Leland Clifford, who's the coach at North Fort Myers, was the coach at Gateway, was with me a year when he first moved down here. And then I've had two guys go on to be college head coaches. Dean Burroughs was with me, I think, five or six years, and he's the head coach at Wesley College in, in Delaware. And then Sean Smiley was my assistant coach two years, and he's the head coach at Fredonia State up in upstate New York. So I have a lot of those guys do a lot of work, and, 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 and it's a lot of fun, you know, working with those guys. Well, I, I know a couple, you know, Greg and Garrett, and, you know, they're great dudes. And a lot of these guys you're mentioning, if people are watching this, I mean, these guys are – head coaches at high schools, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, our colleges. Yeah. And they're all good coaches. Very good. And I mean, Greg's had like, massive wow. success right out there at Lehigh. Yeah. 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 And a great story about, about Greg jr. Ooh, let's hear it. <laughs> I won't, I won't mention the other guy's name. So it's my second. Come on. You, you can do it. It's all right. I, no, 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 no. So I'll tell you, there's this guy, it's my second year here. And I'd had, uh, it's funny, Chuck Waddington, this is another guy, not really part of my coaching tree, but he was the basketball coach here. And for one year was my freshman basketball coach my first year. Now he's the head volleyball coach at Angelo State in Texas, one of the most successful Division II volleyball programs in the nation. So he was on my staff too, and Chuck's a great guy. But he kind of foresaw club volleyball getting big. So he's starting his own club team and all this. So he quit after one year of coaching just because he wanted to pursue more volleyball club stuff. Well, I'm looking for a freshman coach and this dude shows up out of nowhere in the, in the late summer. Played for the University of Minnesota, about 6'5", dude, white dude, all jacked up, comes. Hey, he gives me all his uh, contacts, his references. I call these guys, his old high school coach, coach at Minnesota, all this. Great guy, great guy. He's going to coach our freshmen. We're an open gym. He's just mashing, tearing it up. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Well, Ron Davis, this old dude, used to be our assistant principal, kept telling me, hey, I need this guy's driver's license. I need his driver's license. We need to get him cleared. Well, he won't do it, won't do it, won't do it. Finally, we're about two weeks into the season. No games had started. And Ron comes down and says, hey, your freshman coach is wanted for armed robbery in Michigan. So I was like, whoa, whoa. I've never seen the guy since. So we're like, oh, this ain't good. So the first two games of the season, I coached the freshman game and the varsity game. Well, it's just too much to do, you know. And we go down to Chili's afterwards, and Greg Coleman Sr. was my assistant coach. And uh, another funny story about the Colemans, I'll tell you later, but Greg Coleman Sr. is my assistant coach. So we're sitting there. We all go down to Chili's afterwards. It's me and Father Beretta and, and Greg Sr. And Junior Coleman, we call Greg, you know, the coach at Lehigh, we call him Junior, and we call Pop Sr. Anyway, here, you know, our group does. So Junior, you know, tags along and meets us down at Chili's. Doesn't know nothing about basketball. Nothing. Probably knows a free throw, two or three. So that's it. <laughs> he knows as much as I do right now. So he, uh, so we're, we're down there eating and I'm complaining. What do we do about this freshman program? And Greg Coleman Sr. says, hey, why don't you give Junior the job? I'll help him the first year and, you know, and give him something to do. Junior's like, I don't know anything about basketball. I'm like, you don't need to. I said, I'm going to teach you a couple things. Just stick to the couple things I teach you. Well, he was my freshman coach about five or six years. And uh, then from there, you know, went to Ida Baker and then the Island Coast and now to Lehigh. But it all, that's how it all started for Junior. Didn't know nothing. We down there at Chili's. The Chili's right there on college where I live and kind of by where Senior Coleman lives. That's how it all got started. Funny, man. Now he's having great success. Well, you, great success. Yeah, all these guys are – but it's a testament to you. Like, you know, that 
all these people go through your program and they, your love gets passed on to them and they yeah. see how you do it, man. So hats off to you. Well, so what, you. Um, I got a couple other questions for you here. I wrote down. Yeah. Um, what, what is your, what do you think your favorite part of coaching is? Oh, by far. I just love the guys, man. Like to me, the players, I mean, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better. I mean, and just that, that my favorite basketball, I like it, you know, I could probably take it or leave it the actual sport. You know what I mean? But like just the, the, the guys, you hang out and the bus rides and the, you know, coaching them, trying to achieve something together. The, the you know, the, the trips we take, the joking around on the bus, the, you know, eating at a restaurant, just being in, the, in that, you know, fraternity of the guys on your team uh, is priceless. You know, that's, that's my favorite thing. Every day I show up at the gym, it's fun seeing those guys and, and uh, you know, joke around and talk and, you know, get to know them. And, and to me, that's like by, by far, by far my favorite part. Yeah. I, I, I always think that people that, that don't get to participate in team sports, they really, they don't get it. You know, they don't get the, what you're just talking about, you know, the camaraderie, the memories, you know, you are a, a group for the rest of your life. You know, like a lot of my best friends are people that were on my little league team. You oh, know? Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, psychotically loyal person and like my guys are my guys forever you know psychotically loyal that's you a know, great so, phrase you know so i like that so that's my by far my favorite part what do you think some of your um your favorite memories are for let's just talk about varro um you know coaching there do you, do you have any that really stands out yeah yeah i do have a lot that you know that stand out you know some good some bad you know a couple like you know when we beat we had Ricky Doyle, who was, you know, one of the best players in the state of Florida his junior year, and he got a stress fracture and couldn't play in the city of Palms. And we played, and that was the first game without him. We played, and we played St. Thomas Aquinas. This would be the winter pre-Christmas of 2012. So it would be the 2013 graduating class. We had Mason Taylor, who was Mr. Basketball in Southwest Florida, so it wasn't like we didn't have anybody else. But, uh, and we played St. Thomas Aquinas, who was ranked number one in 6A, and that was when there were only six classes. And, uh, and we beat him on a last second shot, when I think everybody thought without Ricky, we wouldn't even have a, you know, snowball's chance, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was, and it was, you know, in our home gym and all that. That was, that was a really special win. Plus afterwards, uh, you know, like Dave Tellup, who's a good friend of mine, who's the director of scouting for the San Antonio Spurs now, was a scouting service guy at the game. And afterwards, he said, hurting. You had no business winning that game. He said, you're incredible. And he said, you're incredible. I said, well, coming from him, he was joking, but I was like, it was still a nice compliment even when he was joking around. That was a big one. I think a lot of, uh, you know, uh, we beat, we went and played uh, Oklahoma City Douglas. It was three-time state champs, and it was four-time defending state champs in Oklahoma's biggest class, I believe. This would have been the third year, and they had the reigning Mr. Basketball in Oklahoma and we went to, uh, we played them in the Sugar Bowl Classic in New Orleans. And this would be 2014. And, no, 2013. And we just fiddled around and muddied it up. And we ended up, and they're ranked in the top 20 in the USA Today. We ended up beat, pulling an upset there and beating them. That was a special one, too, because that was kind of funny because we were in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, you had a bunch of, the crowd was totally neutral. They were just sitting there, you know, watching. By the end, everybody was, like, going crazy cheering for us because they couldn't believe, you know, we were going to beat these guys. So that was special, you know, and I'll add, well, I'm leaving out every one of those Fort Myers high Vero games is special Win, lose, draw, just to be in that atmosphere, you know, it is, uh, 
you know, all of those always will hold a special place in my heart. You bring that up, man, with the, because like, that's the one thing that I, I think I've had a few beers and told you this like seven times. Um, but I was at one of those Fort Myers row games and it was easily the best finish I think I've seen live in person. And um, I don't, I wish I knew the kid's name. You'll probably know, but you guys had like, I don't know, four seconds left and you're down by one. And that kid went coast to coast. Yeah. Nate Howard. And did a reverse layup, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went, then we beat him in overtime. That was a good win because we were down eight. We were down eight with 50 seconds left. Yeah. 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 You were down big. Yep. Yeah. With 50 seconds left, we were down eight and I'll throw Evan Graham under the bus. It's fact. He's a great friend of mine. Great coach. Good guy. But he was, uh, you know, Southwest Florida, Mr. Basketball was a great player at Fort Myers high. And it was his senior year and he was at the line shooting two and we're down eight with 50 seconds and he missed both free throws and we ended up tying it up. Nate Howard tied it up like that. And then we beat him in overtime. And that was one that was, that was, that turned into a pretty late night. <laughs> well, I, you know, what else sticks out with me though, is that game was over and like everyone's going bonkers, but there was a point like where you were just sitting in the stands yeah, I do that. And in a big win like that, just to soak it in. Yeah. As soon as we shook hands, everybody rushed the court. I went around the whole crowd and I just sat up top and watched the whole melee of people in the court going crazy and our guys hugging each other and parents crying and all that. And I just sat up top and watched. And it was, uh, yeah, that was a really good memory. Really yeah, good. That, that's cool, man. Um, so what do you, what, what's your, I'm curious, man, do you have a, um, like uh, aspirations to go any further in coaching, like college or Well, that's anything. interesting. I've had a lot of opportunities in the past to go, uh, you know, one thing now I'm getting old, but, uh, you know, in the past, but one thing I didn't want to do is, you know, I didn't want my family to have to move around every couple of years. I just, you know, I wanted my kids to have stuff. I grew up in a small town, K through 12, same people. And I wanted my kids to be sense of a community and not skip around. I mean, if other people do that, that's fine. I mean, I don't know if anything wrong with that. Right. But I want my kids to have a sense of stability and then, too, after I was at Vero, you know, three or four years, I started then thinking about you know, my kids having the opportunity to go to Vero. And that was a big thing that, uh, you know, a big thing that motivated me to stay was for my kids to have what I think is just an incredible high school experience and go to Bishop Vero. And Cody, you know, graduated here in 2014, Allie 2017. And, and it was just a wonderful experience to have them experience it and me be around them every day and all that. You know, now, though, I'm getting older. I don't know. You know, maybe in, let's say I'm done at Burrow in 10 years or whatever. Or maybe I croak before then. Who knows? I don't know. Or maybe we don't win any games and they can. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the nature of this beast. But anyway, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind doing some coaching overseas. I have a lot of friends. I go, you know, I run some camps in Spain and the Canary Islands. And yeah, I've seen that. All that. And I wouldn't mind doing a deal where you, you know, go over and coach, you know, in Europe for maybe three months a year or South America three months a year and then come back for, you know, nine, you know, I might do something like that, but I, I don't know, you know, for now, I'm just worried about Bishop bro and the fighting Vikings. And, you know, just, I don't know. I, li I, li I like what I do too much. I'm not one of the, I'm not a grass is always greener kind of guy. You know, I look, I'm real thankful for the opportunity I have and at least to have a little impact on some people's lives and all that. So I'm really not looking to go anywhere unless like I say, unless I, Give me the old heave ho. <laughs> then I might. Yeah. Let's say make the decision for you. I got you. Right? Yeah. Which I, which I doubt. Um, well, you know, let's get this thing wrapped up, but I, I want to make sure 
like that you know yeah and i'm you you must but dude coaches like you are few and far between and you know you you really should um anyone that's been coached by you or a coach with you or anything should be grateful um and you know you've probably impacted thousands of people man and knowingly or unknowingly and so the world needs all coaches like you and uh you know great job man hats off to you coach Oh, thanks. And I think I was talking to, I'll wrap this up. I know I'm sometimes getting a little talky, but anyway. I like it, dude. You jam. I, tell you, I think one thing I do think is uh, guys like me, you know, are, or, or like Don DeZagua up at Tampa Catholic, you know, guys like us are, you know, about extinct, you know, guys who are going to spend 25 years at one school, coach whoever you have, you know, have good teams and, you know, mediocre teams or bad teams and just hang in there and, and, and really commit to the whole, educational high school coaching experience and not just skip from school with talent to school with talent or not, you know, get it running good and then get caught cheating and then get run off. You know, so I think that that's one thing. I think that, you know, people might right right now might not think it's that, that I'm appreciate me that much, but I think guys like me that just are in it for the long haul and uh, as a way of life, I think, you know, that guys like us are fading fast. Yeah. Could be right, man. That's why I want to make sure I recognize you know everything you've done. So, words. yeah, great job. So, coach, you excited about this coming season? Really excited. I really like our team. It's a really interesting mix. Uh, you know, we've ran four out motion for twenty years, and this year we really don't have a post guy, so we're going all five out. Uh, we're scrappy. We're uh, we hustle. We're mixing up a bunch of stuff. We basically reinvented. That's one thing. Like with COVID, did with a lot of us. You know, I got bored and kind of you know, reinvented everything we're doing with the basketball team as far as strategy. And, the, and it's, it's good. It's a good, a great mix of guys. This group of guys is real special to me because I have so many of them. I'm known since they're little bitty guys. You know, you take like a lot of our guys, like the Tahara brothers, they probably cannot have a moment in their life where they don't remember me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I probably had them, you know, seen them around since they're little bitty kids, you know, or, or at my camp, or same with like Jonah Schwartz or Andreas Mance. Those guys have been coming to my camp since they're five or six years old, you know? So uh, that makes it special. What also makes it special is my two assistant coaches, uh, T-Boy Ward, you know, is in his third year as my assistant coach. And like I say with him, Cody, my son is, you know, went to the Naval Academy serving right now, but T-Boy is as close to a, a son as I could have. You know, I've grown up every holiday we did with the Ward. So I've known him since he's infant all the way through. So having him back helped me for a third year is really special because it's family, you know. And then also uh, Quinn Cavanaugh, who played for me and was one of my son's best friends, as T-Boy was too. But uh, Quinn, he's a development director in athletics for, at Penn State, but they have all their non-essential personnel working from home. So he's back all winter. So he's one of my other assistants. And he played for me from, you know, in 2012, you know, 13, and 14. So having two of your guys at practice every day with you on the bench every day with you, two guys who you're close to, who are family, who you love, you know, it makes it even more fun. And then Casey Breen, and my other assistants here, he's a volunteer assistant, but, you know, he, I, he played for me. My first two years were his junior and senior year of high school, my first two years at Bro. Oh, Casey played for you? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, Casey was a great player. Yeah. Yeah, Casey was a real good player on those teams. He's a good uh, dude. Great, dude. So anyway, having those three guys, you know, like I said, it's, it makes it really, really special. 
Cool, man. Hey, listen, yo, be be grateful because I know a ton of people, man, that work for a living and hate it, right? <laughs> like you go to work every day, dude, and your passion, love you love it. Good job. Love it. Thanks, man. Good I'm, job, I'm like I said, luckiest guy in, in the world, man. Hey, man, good job. Well, Coach, I appreciate coming on. Thanks, buddy. We still got to go fishing one time, man. I'll, we do. I'll, we do. I can't wait. I'll, I'll get you on one. I haven't been doing much this year. We've been so busy at work, but we'll get one going, okay? That sounds great. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate well, it. Hey, you guys want to learn more about Coach Matt, make sure you go check out his games uh, this year at Barrow, uh, Bishop Barrow High School here in Fort Myers. Uh, be all around Lee County. Does a great job. You get to see him in action. I'm sure it'll be a good time. Uh, also, if you're interested in these type of podcasts, I do uh, one of these about every two weeks. Make sure you subscribe with audio, iTunes, uh, Spotify, videos, subscribe to YouTube, like the Facebook page, all that fun stuff. If I can ever help you own a home, give me a call, 239-437-4278. Happy to help you. Coach, again, thank you, sir. Have a good day, buddy. Hey, thank you, Tim. Have a good one. Okay, but tell my wife I said hi. I will. All right. Thank you for listening to The Heartbeat Show Podcast.